Transfer student experience. The transfer student experience. The transfer student experience. So I didn't realize that you were a transfer student because we <laughs> met at Gateway, right? Yeah, right, right. And I had no idea that you were a transfer student. Yes. So this was kind of an interesting road how I got to USC. I initially went to Santa Clara University for two years. And at that time, I was still dealing with this medical issue of a flesh-eating disease, which I had contracted on a volunteer trip to Panama in high school. And so that in itself made assimilation into that university really difficult. And in addition, it felt like the environmental studies department there was not as great as I wanted or as robust. It's not like a main interest of that school. So I said, okay, I'm going to maybe explore a more a medical-ish field, maybe a pre-med track. So I said, let me reapply to a bunch of different schools and see what happens. And then again, I applied to Emory and I got into Emory University in Atlanta. So now we're at school two. I was a junior at that time and I was still suffering with this condition. And I thought that being near the Centers for Disease Control, it would inspire me to pursue that track, maybe go into a medical profession. But honestly, I felt like it still wasn't right. And I still was not finding good friends and good community. I'm not gonna blame anybody. I think it was a lot in my mindset too. But then I said, okay, <laughs> three times the charm. My dad and I had a long talk. We're like, all right, let's apply to schools back in California in your home state. And so I applied to USC and I got in there and then I ended up here. <laughs> And now I'm a senior technically, but I'm also in a progressive degree. So I am now in the Master's of Public Diplomacy degree, as well as finishing my last year of environmental science. So long story, but that's how I got here. <laughs> I mean, last time that we spoke, you know, you mentioned that you were going to boxing. I know that's a hobby of yours, but with gyms being closed, I'm not sure how that's sort of worked out. What have you sort of been doing to keep your sanity during lockdown? Yes. Well, if you haven't noticed, I have a funny angle of camera right now because I just got out of my home gym. <laughs> and so that's <laughs> that's what I've been doing. At, luckily, look at my face. I'm very blessed that my family has a nice tricked out home gym. So I've been keeping up. You know, I love weightlifting. I used to be on the wrestling team at USC, but I quit that now that, you know, that's dangerous. So I'm instead doing weightlifting and boxing in our gym So and hiking. So so I am lucky, very lucky to have that opportunity. <laughs> what career goals are you sort of aiming towards? Is it working for a company? Is it starting your own? What does life look like for you or you're hoping to look like for you after college? That answer that I usually give has definitely changed because of coronavirus. I was initially thinking, okay, you know, I have this environmental science degree. Maybe I'll pursue like something in laboratory sciences or, but now I'm really, I have this feeling and calling or need to do something in the community. I'm really interested in the Peace Corps. I'm thinking about eventually one day being in the State Department, maybe. I'm not sure, but it has to be something that helps other people. I think I've realized that that's such an important thing that we need to do more of, especially in America and, and around the world too. But And so knowing that, how do you think USC classes helped contribute to that? I really credit the transfer student community, not just saying that, because I was able to 
get the confidence to then look into new career goals because uh, one of the board members, Katerina, told me that she was in a progressive degree for public health. And then I said, well, you know what? Maybe I will start looking at progressive degrees. And I saw there was one in public diplomacy, which really fit my newfound interests with worldwide diplomacy and helping others. So I said, what the hey, I'll, I'll do that. And then from there, that new mindset opened me up to meeting new professors and making great connections with them and Professor Snyder and the business school, Professor Lamy in international relations, Jill Soam in environmental sciences, Professor Applebaum. These are just some names that come to my head that were, you know, really welcoming to me. And that all that together set me up on the path that I'm on. And I mean, obviously you're a senior, like I said, so you've had a little bit of time at USC. What are some classes that you found challenging initially, but ended up being really rewarding for you? You know, it's Actually, it's a class I'm in right now. I don't know if I can say that, but International Relations 323, it's a very tough class because it's a lot of theoretical traditions and history. You're looking at like Kant and Groschen liberalism and Machiavellian things. It's theories, which I'm not much of a theory person. I'm more of an application person, but now I see how important it is to know the history and to know the theory because that can really be an interesting, in an odd way, that can be a guidepost for you in the future. To look on the past sometimes. So what was the most challenging part of transferring to USA for you? Definitely the friends and making that community feel happen because I'm the type of person that <laughs> I like to kind of force friendship and that's not how it works. I've realized now as by the third university, maybe now I'm starting to see what mistakes I've made in terms of trying to get into clubs, trying to suddenly become the leader of the club just by showing up a couple times. And now I've realized that it's a two-way street. You have to put in a lot of effort, which I do, but you also have to like sit back and listen to what the others have done already. It's a two-way relationship. So I guess I was lucky to be in the wrestling team for a little bit. That helped. But I soon realized I was putting way too much energy into one thing. So now I guess I've become more of a dabbler in many different clubs and organizations. And that has helped me find the friend groups that I enjoy now. So I'm very thankful to have finally found that. <laughs> and I usually ask people what's one thing that they miss before coronavirus, but I'm going to keep it interesting. And I'm <laughs> going to ask you, what's one thing you don't miss before coronavirus? Oh, that's a great one because I've had a lot of thoughts of things that could be better in the world <laughs> and in my own life personally. Definitely the feeling that you have to have your life together to be a USC student. Just that kind of mantra that like, we go hard, like fight on, like, yeah, that's great. And that's true, but maybe we got to fight less, a <laughs> little bit, you know, fight off a bit, like turn it off and actually engage with the rest of the community on and off campus. Because I mean, I've had such great conversations now that coronavirus has happened because people's guards are down now. Like people actually want to talk about how they feel. They're actually at home and they've had time to really sit down and say, what do I love? What do I hate about my situation? And then I think being in your own bedroom too gives that feeling of comfort and you're more willing to share with others. So the virtual environment has kind of helped. So that's something I've hated about real life, but what I've loved about Zoom University, <laughs> I'll put together. Yeah, I, that's an interesting take. I wouldn't have thought that people would be more relaxed and have their guard down. I thought people would be more desperate and more sort of reserved. But yeah, that's interesting how you sort of see it like that. It's strange, maybe because I'm like a weird mix of extrovert introvert, but I do enjoy speaking to others through the camera. Sometimes I think, I know it's not the same. I miss being with people. I love being with people a lot. I miss hugging and talking and coffee, whatever, but I don't know something about this 
it's a very intentional moment you're spending with a person. Like you are setting up a time to talk and that's what you're doing. So you have to be ready to be vulnerable or else you're just going to sit silently in front of the camera, which <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like if you're face to face, there's less of a plan of what you're there for. It's sort of like, oh, we're just hanging out. We're just chilling. Yeah. Like you said, the silence is there's more, I feel like there's more silences in face-to-face than online because, yeah, like you said, I like that intention, just like this interview, right? There's a set structure, we've allocated a set time. So yeah, I definitely see that. And I mean, how do you see that playing out in terms of searching for jobs? Do you think it'll be easier to connect with an interviewer, to connect to company employees and things like that? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting topic. It'll be easier if you have the means to prepare for the interview and you have the computer, you have the private space, But I know most people don't have that. They have family obligations or they have, it's just busy in the house. That mentally could set someone back in a job interview if they feel uncomfortable. But I guess a quick plug for my club, Speak to Lead at USC, we did some practice with Zoom interviews and I'd like to do more of that because it is tough for sure. And we're privileged to even have the computer and the Wi-Fi, you know, even to do this. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. No, I 100% agree. It's something people need to learn and it is very mental in terms of feeling comfortable. But like you said, if you're in your bed, I think it's easier to feel comfortable than in a tight suit, you know, sitting on a hard chair in someone's office. So, But still wear your suit. I tell everybody, you got to dress for success at the interview. Even if the half of you is wearing nothing, the top half they see is you got to wear that suit. Honestly, that's the best way to do an interview. Just be comfortable bottom half, be loose down there, but the upper half professional. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm curious to know what communication challenges you faced when you transferred into USC from the university's perspective. And also maybe if you could sort of touch on what you wish a student organization like TSC could have done better to help you when you transferred in. Yeah, those are two great questions. It's interesting. I think it's not completely USC's fault individually. I think it's an institutionally wide issue. Every university I've been to has had terrible, terrible, terrible communication with transfer students. I mean, it's embarrassing. (laughs) And I don't want to, you know, be too negative, but wow, I had very little guidance with where to go to just meet other transfer students. And I was lucky to even know the transfer student community existed. I was just Googling around and I saw it on the internet, just very luckily, not even linked on USC's official website. And when you go to USC's website, furthermore, just to add on, there's a very tiny section on transferring and it's just the mechanics, like how do you apply and the course registration steps. But there's nothing on how do I meet people, which you'd think maybe they're older students, they don't need that. But I think every person needs guidance with socializing on a new campus, like nothing to be embarrassed about. I really think it's so important. So that's kind of where TSC comes in and how USC can work better. I think in the future, it'd be great if USC administration and TSC had an official role, like an official communication together, and they created their own special orientation that targeted the transfer needs because the transfer orientation I went to, I felt like it still was not tailored enough to our experiences. We didn't even really talk much about where we came from, which I think is a vital part of your life. It's like, where did you originate and how'd you get here? We focused a lot more on what you plan to do while you're here. And that 
to me didn't invalidate me, but it felt like, oh, I have yet to really tell this school and these students how I've gotten here. And I think that's such an important part. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I know. I just sort of wanted to dig into the knees a little bit more. I mean, you touched on one right now in terms of recognizing people's unique backgrounds. Do you have sort of a concrete example of how that can do that? I mean, is it just asking people in the transfer orientation, you know, where are you coming from? Or is there like a better way of, of sort of helping people in that regard? Because from what I'm gathering from you is that when you transfer in, you're not really focusing on the future. You're just focused on survival in the present moment. Like, okay, I've just got to get myself established, right? Yeah. I've got to find yeah. my footing. You know, I've got to find out where I'm living. I've got to find out where my classes are at. I've got to find out where key spots are on campus to go for food or shopping and stuff like that. Even little things like that, little conveniences like that. Is that sort of where you were going with that in terms of, you know, what event that the university could run? Definitely it needs to go beyond where did you come from? Because I think some people are still embarrassed, which is strange to say, oh, I came from a community college, which is totally fine. It actually makes you more resilient and more <laughs> amazing to me. I'm, I admire that, that you made it here through all the struggles, like there's so many struggles. So it'd be better, I think, if there's a specific event where all the transfer students are put into breakout groups on campus, if we can be there, and we are in an enclosed space and it's almost like a therapy circle. I'm very much against putting labels on it, but I think just let people say, how do they feel right now? Like, how does it feel to be here? Are you freaked out? Cause I am. And like having maybe one transfer student designated to start the conversation, maybe one that is more outgoing and more willing to be personally open. Because as my friends who are studying to be psychologists say, it takes just one person to be vulnerable for the rest of the group to start admitting feelings. Like there's studies on that. So there should be more of that. Candid, being candid, yeah. I think is a big part for sure. And so what did you feel like made you stand out in the transfer application? I know it's a while back, but I guess maybe a better question would be, what is a point about yourself that you tried to really drive in those essays? I really drove the fact that I did give up, which you might be like, what? But I did give up. Like when I went from Santa Clara to Emory, I then took a six month leave of absence because I felt defeated. I said, ah, this condition I've had, I'm finally recovered, but mentally I'm still in a state of depression, really. I was not well. And then I actually intentionally, I used that six months to really figure out what is it that I want to do with my life in the now. In my application to USC, I hammered the point that I really want to come to your school. I might look scattered. I might look like I've been all over the place, but this disease and the subsequent TEDx talk I did on it. That whole experience made me realize that I had to rethink my path and I'm intentionally at your school now and I want to be a Trojan only. And I think that's what really helped was a very specific essay on how I want to come here because of XYZ, my past. It's really important to connect that, I think, in your application. And so I know it can be easier to focus on the negatives rather than the positives. What benefit do you see there in being a transfer student? And I guess what lessons could you take from the experience into the future? Yeah, there are so many benefits to being a transfer student. I want people to know it might sound scary at times because it definitely was. I really had times where I was confused, but I think being a transfer student makes you the most resilient and coolest person on that campus because you can say, I was somewhere else and I made it here and I'm so excited to be in these specific clubs and specific things, you're probably a much more focused individual than the people that came in as freshmen, which is okay. I mean, I don't want to diss the freshmen because they're new. That's the whole point is to figure out things. But I think us transfer students have a very special role in the university. We can be guideposts for the younger students 
because we have this world of experience beyond that school. So that's, I think, the positive of being a transfer student. And so, Simone, knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and give a younger, a little bit more googly-eyed Simone <laughs> some advice, what would you tell her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take out those googly eyes. <laughs> I know. I, got I would tell myself, like, I was very scattered, but I was excited. And I would say, you know, don't tame the energy, but redirect it. You know, I keep going back to intentions, but it is, I'm not the type of person to write a list of goals. I hate that stuff. Usually I hate visualizing goals, but I realize now if I had done that before, when I was a younger googly eyed new transfer, <laughs> then maybe I would have chosen some more exciting roles and clubs and organizations earlier is I was terrified to like go to different clubs and most clubs required an application. I was like, oh my God, application. But you know, I should have just done it. Just apply, you know, make a list, keep track of who you've talked to and apply. That's it. Like, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. It's open mic. So any closing remarks that you would like to say? It's okay to, to give up. Like I said, it's okay to feel defeated. Take that feeling and sit with it a bit. Think about it and use that sadness to actually motivate you to change your situation. I think that's so important because I know there are times as a transfer you feel really lonely. I did feel lonely, you know, and sometimes I still do, but everyone does. And it's okay. It's okay. So I want to say people can... You can maybe put my email somewhere to the new transfer students and I'm, I'm here to talk. So I think I wish I had that. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me and as well as enlighten me because I think up to this point, you and I have sort of had small talk. I, I didn't realize your background and that was really interesting to get into. So I appreciate you taking the time with me to, to tell me about that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Will. I, you know, I want to do more of these deep conversations. I wish more people wanted to. So thank you for being one of those people. The transfer student experience. The transfer student experience.